Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company, a show covering pansexual issues. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging and hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander listeners tuning in by whatever means. And we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that um, people have done gender identity and expression in lots of ways all over the planet since time began and including on some of the lands on this big island and around, sister girls and brother boys. And opened up today um, with Paul Kelly's Stories of Me. That's the faster version from the comedy album, um, of course, originally released on the gossip album with a more sax-oriented musical line. Um, But drama and arts can come in all forms. I'll tell you more about that in a second. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Um, You can uh, look for the posts on Facebook. They are both there. And yes, thank you, Mr. Zuckerberg, for letting us back on Facebook. Um, um, You can look for the posts on my page, Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can um, shortly, you'll be able to SMS 61456-71215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And remember, any opinions on the show are my own. And I'm not expecting any um, content warnings um, to be relevant for today. And, well, there's a wonderful reason for that, because we know that personal stories of me, you, and everyone else are really, really important And it's great that one thing that's now happening again is we can go to live productions. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we have a live production called Thrive in regional Victoria. And that is the theme. And it is my pleasure to welcome three guests live from rehearsals. Oh, I feel feel like I'm um, sort of gone backstage at um, um, Her Majesty's Theatre or something. But hey, that's the the main thing. It's great to have you with us. Um, Three of the, um, the proverbial cast and crew of Thrive, welcome to the 3CR Airwaves. I might just get you to say that again because guess what? Sally forgot to turn a button on because she's rusty with doing interviews live to air. Oh, no. Um, Yes, thank you so much for having us. Oh, look, a pleasure. And I'll get um, each person um, to just um, do a – we'll do a name and pronoun round if everyone's okay with that. So um, um, just so our listeners know who – which voice is which. um, Yeah. Yep. My name is Oliver Ayres. um, He, him. For me. Yep. And I'm Isabel Weisskopf, she, her. And And I'm Jess Dobin-Borden, and I also go by she, her. Wonderful to have you with us. Now, tell us a little about, um, just say, the overall concept of Thrive and, um, you know, sort of, first of all, um, what it's about and how it came about, because it's a great concept, and I'm curious to sort of see what the the, um, gem was. Go for it um, there, Jess. Yeah, so we actually got approached by Chill Out Festival to put a show together and we went around and we got stories from Central Victoria from um, various kinds of queer people and all sorts of beautiful humans and compiled them into a verbatim performance and verbatim is basically kind of like mimicry where you have a real person that's been interviewed and you take the script and their words and their mannerisms and then actors and you know producers and all sorts put on um yeah, their interpretation of those person's stories. So Thrive is all about bringing these amazing queer stories and experiences to life and, yeah, cheering it around Victoria and giving it to people. 
Fair enough. So there's there's um, there's the overview. And you know, you say you know, say queer stories. I mean, let's expand on that a bit more. Tell us about um, and you know, obviously allowing for whether those people want to be identified or not. I know one or two do, but um, sort of the background, say age range, you know, sexuality, gender, that sort of thing. What um, you know, sort of what sort of what are the sort of details there? Yeah, well, it expands like a really large spectrum. We have people who identify as transgender. We have bisexual people who have been raised by transgender parents. We have um, like pretty much like just the slice of life of like everything. Mm. Um, We've got lesbians. We've got gays. (laughs) We've got the whole lot. My character um, is 24. But we also have a different person that is 21. Oh, sorry, not 21, 71. So there's a huge age range. So we're hoping to get, um, yeah, all sorts of representation in there as well. Yeah, I think that was one of the focus, um, one of the parts that Black Apple Theatre was focusing on when they were gathering source material in the verbatim interviews. They really wanted to, like, um, Cheney Caddy, who conducted the interviews, mm-hmm. she was really focused on... Um, that idea of queer ancestry Mm. and, you know, like how knowledge is passed on through generations between queer and transgender people Um, because there isn't often that biological link, like how do we find our chosen families, how do we tell our stories, where do we get our identities and our histories from. So there are a lot of characters who are much older and some characters that are still quite young in their mid-20s. I think you've you've touched on some, you know, tapped into a couple of really good points there that, you know, um, and it's still, you know, I can't, well, I can't can't really speak for people who are younger, but obviously it's a reasonable thing to say there is still that sense of isolation for young people and, you know, acknowledging diversity in diversity, um, you know, people of colour who may be more isolated or people from newly arrived, including refugee, who don't have that sense of a, I'll just say, a rainbow history. And I'm a huge fan of intergenerational learning. I think that often misunderstandings arise and just, you know, communicating, it's sort of communicate, duh, let's do that, um, is such a good thing. And I, I'm real. so it's really pleasing to see. I, I have to admit my ears double pricked up where <clears throat> we heard of a, I've got to ask this, a trans person of a, with a, was it one biological parent? Did I hear, hear that comment made? Yeah, one bisexual so, parent, I should say. Yes, <laughs> it's um, basically this character is a um, cisgender bisexual woman, mm-hmm. and her father is a transgender man. So ah. it's basically kind of well. I mean, you can take away. It's, uh, well, it's, it's the your character. character that I'm so. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, her parents. Um, yeah, her. Yeah, her biological mother had her, and then transitioned so it was difficult for her growing up of course in you know more regional areas to explain mm. that kind of thing to kids because you know they would in in school they would do family trees and that kind of thing and of course it's not an easy concept for a lot of younger kids to grasp and it really the show mostly touches on in relation to her story is about how representation in schools especially would have really made a big difference in her acceptance into the community because, of course, the our older generations and our ancestors, as um, Ollie put it, we've got a really great groundwork laid for this family and this great sense of community that we're building, but it's still 
there's still steps to be taken and yeah a lot of her story is about um yeah finding ways to open up more doors of communication and ways for people to understand themselves and each other fair fair call you know that that's it's sort of what you know exactly what sort of what we need so that sounds awesome in itself. Um, Oliver, what, you know, can you tell us a bit about a character or characters that you're playing? Um, so I'm playing Max. Um, Max is um, basically, he is, it's, it's, it's really crazy to wrap your head around that these are real figures and real people. Mm. Essentially, Max um, is the popular Dalesford drag queen, Dialysis. <laughs> Yeah, so um, he does a lot of work with Chill Out Festival, which is great because we get to, that's the first place we get to go. And um, he's a 71-year-old cis gay man. And his story um, focuses a lot on, I feel like, yeah, just having that as a part of the puzzle, but it's a little bit, the, the scope is a little bit wider than just the cis gay experience in that so he's kind of adding on to a thread of a larger quilt if you want to go with that metaphor but like yeah so that's kind of his deal yeah yeah well look the um the wonderful media release that i i have does um you know sort of um um sort of mention uh, max um as one of the voices and the photo is there and um of course max is someone um who you know um well, um, I th- I've known myself, but also does community radio, which is always a good thing as well, as well as um, um, good, but I, I, um, doing the drag stuff. So I think there's all sorts of aspects there on how, how we can communicate, you know, more about all these things. So um, as performers, you know, there's obviously lots of things to talk about there. I mean, you know, getting into the characters of each person and, um, you know, I suppose there was a um, one specific question I'll ask, and then I'll just ask about characters generally. Are you doing any sort of costuming, makeup, or just um, not really, or maybe one item, or and then just talk anything you like about the characters? I think, hmm? yeah, I think mm. at this point it's um, it's it's tricky because it's still a work in development, and mm. the work that we are putting on at um, Chill Out and Bendigo Pride are going to be staged readings. Ah. So I don't think, like, we're still kind of in the process, like, right in the middle of it right now. And um, if it kind of becomes relevant to have any kind of piece of costuming or prop to support that staged reading, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that'll be a conversation. But as of right now, it's still very much a work in development. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a new piece and it'll be, like, script in hand moving through these characters Mm -hmm. just to give the audience almost a glimpse into the process that will become a larger piece, hopefully in the future. And as part of that, we're also, yeah, hoping the reason we're touring it around and doing readings at this stage is because we really want some input from the community. And we think it's really important, of course, to go to these pride festivals and hear the voices of the people around us, as well as the ones we're representing. So we're very excited to bring something that isn't necessarily finished, but is a work in progress that we can get more input on. I think I think that's a great approach. It's the, the proverbial sort of spiral approach, you know, build a bit, add a bit more, build, add, you know, listen, that sort of thing, which I think is awesome because, you know, we all know that we can't all speak for everyone and, you know, there's lots of diverse voices. And I think that, you know, um, whilst Victoria is, I, 
well, again, said someone who lives 15 kilometres from Melbourne CBD, but I do have noticed as far as I can um, tell over time that I think there is an increasing amount of visibility, support and connection for rainbow people in regional and rural Victoria. It's still, of course, not universal. I mean, it might be, say, pretty good in bigger regional towns like Shepparton and Ballarat, for example, but you know, let's go to that small town or wherever else and it's like maybe not so much. So the more the ripples can spread, that sounds like an awesome piece of communication and um, as well. And so, you know, in that sense from, um, you know, it's it's just wonderful as a piece of advocacy, which is close to my heart, but um, for yourselves as performers, um, you know, I think, well, we've got, it's hard to avoid it, but we all know last year we couldn't get out much and to be back mm-hmm. out, and on stage, how's that feeling, you know, particularly after last year? Yeah, it feels so good because we, um, so Jess and I just graduated from um, Federation Uni, Uni in Ballarat, actually. Aha. So um, <laughs> really close to Dalesford where I'd love to go mm. to uh, soak up the culture and like feel that sense of community. So, yeah, we just graduated from Ballarat um, and majority of our third year was unfortunately over Zoom. So it's mm. actually felt so good to like get into our bodies get into the space and have these connections with you know these other actors um just this morning we were just sort of like staring into each other's eyes and I was like oh this is wonderful like this feeling of connection no delay no delay there was no (laughs) Um, and it was so nice to to feel that connection particularly Mm. in conjunction with the characters because um my character Kay she's this older wonderful lesbian woman who has been a, a teacher for most of her life and a lot of her journey and a lot of her character arc was, you know, giving these open spaces for, um, you know, to like um, to foster um, a sense of like, you know, the anti-isolation, you know, for these young kids who identified as queer, you know, for them to have this space to grow up and think, oh, it's okay, you know, in contrast to, you know, where she grew up in rural um I can't actually remember if it is in rural Victoria, but um, where she grew up, sorry, in Thomastown, and she felt this immense sense of isolation, that she was the only person in the mm. world who felt like that. Um, and I think there's even a line like, you know, I'm never going to have a relationship. I'm I'm the only person in the world who's like that. Yeah. So mm. a lot of her um, story is about letting these young kids know that it's okay and that you will have a community and that you will have love and that you will find those people who you connect with. So that's what I'm really excited to like sort of continue on that mission. Um, and like bring that to, you know, we're on, we're on a mission from the queer gods. That was intergenerational (laughs) learning from the blues brothers (laughs) or blues siblings. Anyway, we'll come back to potatoes later in the show, but um, seriously, it, it is just so good to have that. And, I do have to say one thing. You've had input from, I'll say, a fabulous um, middle to senior cohort trans woman, um, or at least one, as I understand. And I'm, not, I'm deliberately not naming because I'm not sure. Um, as far as I know, the person's okay to have a name mentioned, but I won't unless um, yeah, that's all right with you. We're getting a thumbs up. Yeah, no. Um, Julie Peters was one of the people that we interviewed. And um, her story in particular, um, the actor who plays them, um, she's not here at the moment, but like, yeah, it's 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 a really incredible mm. story, and she's such a brilliant storyteller. Mm. Like we have um, parts of the piece which are integrated with footage of the actual interviews, 
that we kind of sync up with as performers and the way that she speaks is with such conviction mm. and her her sense of storytelling is just beautiful and it gives all of us a lot to bounce off of yeah well absolutely look i i dec- i declare an interest that i probably wouldn't be sitting here or doing as much as i've done without one of three people without three people one of whom is julie peters because you know there weren't a lot of role models around when i sort of started sticking my you know, sticking myself out of the proverbial closet in 1995 and Julie was there and um, she has to use um, app language, a WSOH, a warped sense of humour, which also helps and um, both in real life and probably in performance. So um, it's just, that's just awesomeness. Um, so the the question that has that is asked, um, so you have two performances to, you know, as you say, the, um, the readings coming up um, over the next... A um, couple of weeks. Um, tell us, sort of, where, when, who, what, how, as they say. Um, you know, when, when's it on? Where? How do people get tickets and all that sort of thing? Yep. So the show dates are the sixth, and that's going to be at the Chill Out Festival in Dalesford. And then we have on the thirteenth, we have the Bendigo Pride Festival. And the way to book tickets, $5, very good, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is to go to blackapplefeater.com, and that's where you can get those tickets um, and hopefully come and come and see us. Yeah, <laughs> come and check out the reading and, yeah, feel free to, you know, give us feedback and help us build that spirit that I'm sure we've all been missing over the last year and mm. come and support some live theatre and, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually, I, f- I nearly forgot to mention that there'll be discussion panels with the cast and creative team after each reading, which I, th- you know, which, well, we've sort of touched on it indirectly, but I think it's important to mention that expressly. So that's where your audience can have a say. And well, look, I do hope you, um, you know, for those who perhaps can't get to, um, you know, sort of to uh, the performances, the Glen Lyon Shire Hall on the 6th of March. Um, in Glen Lyon and the engine room in Bendigo on the 13th. For those who perhaps can't get up there, um, it would be awesome if you can, I don't know, sneak into Kilmore or just somewhere that's still regional, just on the fringe, and then all of us um, latte dwellers can come up and have a look as well because I'd love to see it. Um, it just, I just think it's an awesome piece of, an awesome idea and and the way it's being executed sounds fantastic. So, um, as they say in showbiz world, um, chookers and all that sort of thing. Thank, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Sally. It was so wonderful to come on the show and have a chat about this amazing show. Well, yep, very awesome. We'll um, give a mention next week. Um, so it's great to have the regional input. Um, tickets very reasonably priced. Um, look, um, to Jess, Izzy and Oliver, and um, thanks to Shaney for um, her help in arranging and all the um, the crew here at um, 3CR who um, put me in touch with you all. And, of course, to Julie Peters. Look, thanks for your time on the show. I'll let you get back to the rehearsals. And, um, yeah, um, rocket is all I can say. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. much. See ya. Thank See ya. You. There we are, um, 3CR and um, the um, cast, some of the cast and crew, Jess, Izzy and Oliver from Thrive. Have some music now, um, keeping on the story type of theme. Here's one um, from an early country uh, musician. Here's Tom T. Hall, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I was sitting down in Hong Kong in a 
Thinking and a singing my way west with my guitar. I talked to some old sailor just to pass away the time, and he said something that stuck in my mind. He said, The story of your life is in your face, it's written there in little subtle lines. The story of your life is in your face, what's written on your face has been heavy on your mind. He touched my face with his hands old and frail They were scarred and weather-beaten by the oceans he had sailed He said, it's written in your face the time that you've been hurt And he said, mighty is the power of the scourge And he said, the story of your life is in your face It's written there in little subtle lines The story of your life is in your face What's written on your face has been heavy on your mind He said the lines say you're a traveling man I said that ain't no revelation seeing where I am He said in this old world our path may never cross again Just remember what I'm telling you my friend and he said the story of your life is in your face oh it's written there in little subtle lines the story of your life is in your face what's written on your face has been heavy on your mind there are some things we cannot seem to hide we sometimes lie about them cause it satisfies our pride There are some things we can't escape No matter how we try Cause it's written in our face In our eyes And he said the story of your life Is in your face Yes it's written there In a little subtle line The story of your life Is in your face What's written on your face Has been heavy on your mind And he said the story of your life Is in your face Yes, it's written there in little subtle lines. He said, the story of your life is in your face. What's written on your face has been heavy
this is Hugo Race and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855am. Subscribe now. Now here's something different. The Heatherdale Bowls Club in Mitcham is offering tuition with equipment supplied for singles, couples and all family members to learn the game. You can play whether you are 9 or 90. It's fun and it's free. They are located in Heatherdale Road, Mitcham, just up from the Manhattan Hotel in a picturesque parkland area. Their website is hrbc.org.au or just ring Elise on 0409 258 645. That's 0409 258 645. A 3CR supporter. Indeed, 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one, Sunday afternoon. Thanks to your company. Thanks again to um, Jess, Izzy and Oliver from Thrive and thanks to Shaney for organising. Well, I just, I just, yay, yay, yay is all I can say to that. Just that sort of stories, that sort of communication, by, in this case an artistic means, but whether it's media or other things, when it's good, yay. And Heatherdale Bowls Club. Yours truly many years ago in the first part of my life worked as an accountant for a group of retirement villages and there I was in the head office and one day one of the residents challenged the head office team to a bowls game out at the village and look, I can tell you, oh, they've had, they had more practice. No, um, they creamed us, I can tell you. Um, I wouldn't know. Well, I worked out which one side of the bowl from the other but that's about as far as it got. Um, with my hand-to-eye coordination, at least I got it in the right direction of the jack. Um, it's a bit ABC, isn't it? Jack high. Um, on um, a more modern um, means of, ent- of entertainment, so to speak. Um, hey, Melina, good to hear from you. You popped an email in um, um, a few minutes um, back about how Taylor Swift has um, declared her support for the um, trans community. Um, Swift is a long time, um, this is an American-based report, LGBT plus ally, celebrated as the US House of Representatives passed the Equality Act on Thursday, 25th um, February, um, their time, 224 to 206. It's now going to get through their Senate, but I believe it needs 60 votes to pass. Um, In the House, it was um, all the Democrats and Independents plus three Republicans, um, so, yeah, it needs 10 Republicans to get through the Senate. Um, now, I'm not sure why that is, why it can't be 51, but um, um, if anyone can un- help me understand US constitutional law, you can email me a Wikipedia and send me a, I don't know, what is it, a wee transfer link. I do, Madam Smith, um, does seem times to an outsider a complex system. Um, but uh, let's hope it can get through. Um, so, um, you know, so hopefully... Um, you know, th- there is hope there. There was an attempt um, 10 years ago, and I remember, sadly, trans people were wedged out and the whole thing didn't go through, which is just goes to show that when you don't really stick together, what can go wrong? But most important thing there is that sense of allyship um, that um, Taylor Swift has shown, assuming she is cisgender. We don't assume anything about anyone's gender, really, but it is, as far as I know, she has declared that. Um and in terms of sexual orientation, I don't know either. 
Um, talking allyship, got to say it was very good to be back. Um, the first indoors in-person meeting of Trans Family, the group of family members declaring my interest as a committee member and the, the tater, come more to taters in a minute, um, the facilitator in this case. Um, in um, It was just we had about 25 people there and it's just um, family members, you know, sort of there's some long-term change. I mean, um, twenty roughly twenty five years ago, um, twenty five number of today's show is brought to you by the number twenty five. Um, you know there was very little support um, in from family partners, um, allyship, etc. And now it does seem to be slowly shifting, but um, we still need it. A theme that came up a couple of times yesterday is that unfortunately, when there is the misinformation that certain elements of media put out or others, um, you know, which we know as the trans community exists, you know, trans people who are at that critical point um, can face vulnerability. So it is good to have people like Taylor Swift. Thanks for popping that um, through, Melina, and to have some more supportive family members. And I think that I would just ask the trans community, yes, we need that support, but um, it's not easy for a lot of families, you know, there there are increasingly families who come along and say, well, we've heard all about it and we've read up on it, hooray, which is great. But for many, even though they've heard about it, when it's close to home, it can come out of left field. And I think just given a bit of time and their own space, many come around very, very quickly. So very, very welcome. I, at the start of the show, um, slipped in a, or drowned in a pool of my own sarcasm. Yes, um, the Facebook ban lifted, um, you know, sort of. Just unbelievable that whole situation. It, you know, I could have, you know, could have said last week it was a battle between, um, you know, sort of the liberal Lucifers, the, um, you know, the, um, the, the Facebook um, Satans and the um, Murdoch Beelzebubs or something. Problem is, um, who are the people all getting burnt in the middle of their three-way war? Innocent citizens, and yes, declaring that 3CR was caught up in that and finally was back on deck on Friday morning with our Facebook page, which will be important because we can now announce that in three weeks' time, we're having a special broadcast from noon till 7 on Sunday, the 21st of March, um, co- um, not coincidentally on the day of the equinox, but we're calling it the Binary Busters Broadcast, BBBBBBBBB, uh, mainly to do it around trans and gender diverse, because it is roughly a week to 10 days before um, Trans Day of Visibility, which comes up in a month's time on the 31st, but also next month, March, starting tomorrow, is Bisexual Health Awareness Month. So lots of um, binary busting to do. So I have to make sure we get lots of um, people on to talk about that over the next few weeks as well. Um, but yeah, I suppose we'll need Facebook because reflecting after last week as the dust settled, you know, where are the alternatives? Facebook has such a large um, market share in terms of this sort of social media. I mean, I know... Twitter exists and does seem to have a different approach a lot of the time, but it's still not, um, to me, um, quite the same as Facebook. You know, 140 characters is a bit different and doesn't quite have all the facilities that you need, the you know, the various groups and that sort of thing that you can set up and all the rest of it. So, yeah, really needs to, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, um, 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 oh dear, I just noticed something pop up on Twitter and now I'm going to have to share it with you. Um, someone who does good puns says, I dislike people who write in italics. They're a bit too right-leaning for me. Hmm, 
well, 3CR can be political. Anyway, um, seriously, where was I? Yeah, I just think what's the alternatives? And I, I feel like we need a sort of like a community not-for-profit owned and run Facebook. And by community, I mean you know broader community, not just rainbow community or communities. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's got had enough coffee to work out the answer to this dilemma, um, you know how to get in touch with the program. I should have mentioned the music we played prior to um, this segment. Um, two songs, um, just once again, Tom T. Hall from an album called The Storyteller, given that we were talking about stories and his band was called The Storytellers. And that's the called The Story of Your Life is In Your Face. Um, in Your Face, a great show on 3CR, 4 till 5 Fridays with James and the gang. Um, the James gang, they were a band. Um, anyway, and then we heard from... Um, the Babylon album by Crown of Thorns with the awesome Chris Wilson on lead vocals, The Story of Love, lots of stories. Um, We need them all. All right, sometimes, though, um, things can get tough. Um, But, um, and, well, the only other track that I could find today in my collection that had the word story in the title was this one from Men at Work, which was originally on their forgotten third studio album um, um, called... um, um, that they'd put out after um, the, the first two biggies and then there are only two original members left. Um, and it was called Two Hearts and this track um, came off it. And, well, sometimes we do have tough stuff that happens and it can be a hard luck story. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
The media in this country, we as Indigenous people know, have censored our right of telling the truth, and the truth is what this country is most fearful of, in particular Indigenous truths. Until history is told by the vanquished lens, which is our people telling our story our way, and have the right to be able to incorporate that into a system of learning, well, people are always going to be denied that truth by deceit and lies. When you look at the type of psychological warfare and spiritual warfare that Aboriginal people are caught in, it's not just in the sense of military when they talk about weapons of mass destruction, but you're right, it's in terms of the media and the industry of media as a warfare against our people, and so is religion, I believe, in the Western sense. They're, they're all weapons of mass destruction against our, our people. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. Move up jazz. The Milky Way looks good in the night skies. The stars open a short for my dark eyes. Complex hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the set. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. I'm dreaming of the seven moons. Oh, I see what's new. Here's a voice you can hear on 3CR. I'm Sally Goldner. You hear it um, for the first time each week, noon till one Sunday, currently Australian Eastern Summertime, uh, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks for your company. Prior to the messages, we heard from Men at Work, originally from the Two Hearts album, the Mystery Third album, but that was from a compilation that you still should be able to get in um, music stores called Contraband, the best of Men at Work. Um, and probably some irony in that contra and um anyway puns we love them um but um yeah all, all sorts of things happening groups are reforming whether in person or online and um one that is um on should be on today is the shed for trans men trans masculine um and hopefully we'll be i'm not sure whether uh, I had, i'm sorry i haven't been able to get in touch with them to find out whether they're coming back to in person or online um, possibly also Polyvic Social um, and then Polyvic Discussion um, on Tuesday week. And, of course, Chill Out coming up next week, um, weekend, which is awesome. Um, get out and enjoy some country um, country air um, in my best um, sort of, um, what is it, um, all the fools and horses type of voice or something like that. Anyway, um, what else is coming up? Um, well, lots of things... Um, of all, we'll say, in for lack of better words, good and bad, um, I suppose we'd have to say because um, it looks like the federal government, uh, sorry, federal government is planning to introduce the or reintroduce the um, um, religious discrimination bill, which just seems unbelievable. You know, there's still so many priorities, but they seem to be rushing it back, which is awful. So we're going to, and still, um, I won't repeat. Um, I strongly recommend, I uh, mentioned In Your Face a few minutes back, um, Alastair Laurie 
um, you know, sort of had a great interview um, with, um, you know, sort of um, um, James on Friday. You can check out the um, On Demand or podcast for In Your Face. Um, They've got um, all of that. But we're going to have to push. And the worrying part is the Labor Party is just not committing. And if they're going to be a party of social justice that stands up with mainstream Christianity as opposed to more fringe Christianity, well, here's the proverbial litmus test. There's a word from, that is a word from your past or something. Seriously, um, we're going to have to um, be alert, not alarmed. I hope it's that, and that's all it is. But, um, you know, this bill could really decimate existing anti-discrimination law. And, you know, it's just it's just such an unworkable bill on so many counts. I mean, um, if it gets in, let's say, um, and you're in a workplace, as it just, I will say a secular workplace, just to start with a standard office of some sort, and person of religion A says to person of religion B, I don't look, your religion, it's stupid. And person B says to person A, no, your religion A, you're, you're the religion's the one that's stupid. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's discriminating against whom under this, if this law was in effect? It's just unworkable. And really, you know, the idea, it's sad that we need a discrimination law because if we're just following good human principles, everyone would be doing their best to lift everyone all of the time. It's not that hard. Um, and yeah, we all have down days. So that's where you lift up. And then the next time someone else is having a down day, you lift them up. And if you've got more privilege, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, there's, um, um, you need to just do a little bit more lifting to get equality and equity and justice and all those sorts of things. Is it so hard? But yeah, we're going to have to keep an ear, the proverbial, um, you know, sort of, um, watch on that one. Um, yeah. And make sure that we can, um, knock that one off. Anyway, I need to leave the studio to um, do the COVID safe proceedings and then make the studio radio ready, radio, radio for the radio, um, radio um, on, it's a, bit, it's a bit Australian, isn't it? Um, you know, when I worked in uh, in um, um, retirement um, village settings, they used to call the residents the resies, sort of Australian. Let's happen. They had a chocky bicky at afternoon tea. Oh, let's cringe um, even more. Let's take it out with something nice um, <clears throat> for our long track today. I've dug out Sting's first, excuse me, first solo album. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, and we'll take it out today with as much as we can of the um, medley of Bring on the Night and When the World is Running Down, you make the best of what's still around on that cheery thought. Thanks for tuning into Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.
Yesterday 